Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Dr. Annette West Speaks Podcast. If you have not subscribed on your favorite platform, please do. I need your support to make this podcast a success. While the show is on break, I am sharing the top three episodes from season two. I hope you had a chance to listen to the episode from last week, Stepping into a New Season. This week, the top episode from season two is Healing from Rejection. Yes, you, me, everyone, at some point have been rejected and have had to find ways to try to heal through it. Regardless of our age, issues arise, but we can overcome rejection that sometimes simmers at the core of our being. I want to share with you today in this replay how you can make it through the process and be healed even though you have been rejected. Now let's listen to the show. Here we are on another Thursday. I'm excited to be here with you. I want to thank you for tuning in. I will speak today from the topic of dealing with rejection. Dealing with rejection. It seems that rejection is just one of those things that everyone will have to encounter at some point in life. Does not matter your age, young or old, rejection is a very touchy issue for us. Nothing seems to ravage the hearts of people more than being rejected. Have you ever experienced someone being in your life who you felt you were connected to and they just decided that they didn't want to be with you and they walked out of your life? Maybe they left you in a pit of despair. Maybe they made you feel that you had no value. Maybe you were told when you were younger, I wish you had never been born. Maybe someone said to you, You know you're not going to be anything because your mother wasn't anything or your father wasn't anything. There are some people that that just do not enjoy seeing other people happy. Everybody, when rejected, goes through a process. And for some people who don't understand that rejection does happen and they don't know how to deal with it, they can carry this on for all of their lives. There are people that I know that are 30, 40, 50, 60, and even 70 years old that I talk to, that I counsel, that I engage with, and they are still holding on to stuff from when they were little children 
how someone rejected them, how someone made them feel this way or that way. And when they talk about it, you can still sense that they are still heard about it. They've not moved beyond it. What we need to think about is that we live in a fallen world. Sin is rampant and everyone is just not going to be kind. Sometimes some of the families we may be born into are not that kind. There are some times when we will have arrows just thrown at us, arrows of rejection from family members, from people that we work with, from peers. But they don't necessarily realize or even care about the damage that they will be doing. So how can we overcome rejection that simmers, that lingers like a cancer in the body at the core of our being? I would share with you that the first thing will be to learn how to reject the negative thoughts, the negative words or the negative actions that have come your way. We have to know that God loves us beyond what other people say about us. Psalm 34 and 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. So maybe you're still crushed in spirit, but I'm telling you that today there can be a shifting for you. But we need to realize that rejection, it does come but that we don't have to allow rejection to overtake us. So when someone is rejecting you, they are refusing to accept and or consider you and or your feelings. Basically, they're casting you aside, casting you off or casting you away, throwing you away and oftentimes devaluing you. One thing I know for sure is that God will never leave nor forsake his. God is a loving God. His word is unchanging. He will never reject us. But we have to understand that rejection is real because there are some people who don't want to talk about what they're acting out. They're acting out the hurts. They're taking um, issues with other people. See, what happens sometimes is when people are rejected, and that rejection has festered in them and become like a cancer in their body, it begins to affect everything about them, what they think, how they eat, um, their spiritual relationship or not with the Lord. They may learn to assume that because this person rejected me, the next person is going to reject me. So therefore, I'm going to put up this guard and I'm going to treat everybody cruel. But we don't have to do that. We don't have to push people away that really do love us. But there is a cycle that we need to understand. And when we understand it, then we can work to not allow ourselves to be in it. And if we see that we're in it, we will seek ways to come out of it. So I want to talk about the, the cycle of rejection. Because rejection breeds rejection. So consider a circle that has four arrows going around it. So where one arrow ends, the next arrow, be one ends, the next arrow begins. So it begins with the arrow of rejection. Somebody rejected you. Somebody made you feel worthless, less than. 
So there's that feeling of rejection. But now that you feel rejected, you start speaking death over yourself. You start speaking that you are worthless. You start hating yourself. So that's the second arrow on the circle. So you have rejection and then you have worthlessness. Well, now because you feel worthless and that self-hate has creeped in, you begin to have behavior that, to alleviate the pain. So now your self-help help, your self-help hate says, I am going to try to drown my sorrows and my hurts and my pains and the feeling of rejection by drinking alcohol by um, promiscu promiscuous lifestyle and so many other things. But I'm going to find something to try to fill the void. That's the self-hate. And because that's my third area on the circle, self-hate, now I have this negative behavior that, re that reproduces the rejection that I already have. So I go through this cycle. I get rejected. So I speak to myself about the rejection. Then I talk to myself again that I'm, uh, I'm unworthless. I'm worthless. And then I begin, begin to move into the self-hate, which says, hmm, I'm going to do this to try to mask the pain. And then I wind up having these negative behaviors. So it's a vicious cycle, but it needs to be broken. So we have to learn how to reject when the negative feeling of rejection is arising, we have to learn how to speak to ourselves that, no, I am not going to allow this to overtake me. I'm not going to allow this to crowd my mind on this moment or this day. And to help us in that effort, we can, first of all, don't assume that one person's opinion of you reflects everybody's opinion of you. So just because that one person rejected you in that relationship doesn't mean that the next person who's being kind and tender to you is going to reject you. So don't go into it saying, I'm going in here with my guard up because I know I'm most likely I'm going to be hurt. If that's the way you feel, then you should not try to engage with someone else. The next thing is don't let a person's negative attitude define who you are. Just because somebody told you you were never going to be anything doesn't mean you have to begin to speak that into yourself and then prove them wrong and prove them right. No, what you do is you prove them wrong. You say, oh, they said I'm never going to be anything. Well, you know what? I'm going to learn this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to go over here and I'm going to be this and I'm going to prove myself to myself that I can do it. But they're going to be looking at it and they're going to be seeing that I'm greater than what they said that I was not. So we have to learn how to <clears throat> speak life over ourselves. So we have to know that just because someone withholds love from you doesn't mean that everyone is going to withhold love from you. Just because somebody said you are worthless and that you don't have value doesn't mean that others won't value you. God values you. Jesus died for you. And the Holy Spirit is available to reign in you. Self-hate, just because someone has rejected you doesn't mean you should condemn yourself. Why? Because God will never condemn you because you are in Christ's family. Negative behaviors, just because someone did reject you doesn't give you a license to do what they said you were going to do. Why? Because God has given you the power to do what is right. And you don't want sin to be your master. 
Genesis 4 and 7 said, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do what is wrong, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. The root cause of rejection is the fact that we are all created with inner needs. God has given us innate needs. We live for love. Even though people say, I don't need anybody to love me. That's not true because God created us as loving beings. We need significance in our life and we need security. People say, well, I don't need nobody to survive. That's not true. That's a cop out because you don't want to deal with people. We experience rejection from our earliest years when we are deprived of having someone who loves us unconditionally, someone who regards us as highly significant or someone who welcomes us as a part of the family. But we have to know that people fail people and hurting people tend to hurt people. And rejection can can quickly skew our view of the world and of situations. So we need to have, <coughs> excuse me, we need to have right beliefs instead of wrong beliefs. A wrong belief would be once the person rejects you, you begin to speak death over yourself and you keep saying things like, oh, nobody loves me. Oh, I'm so unwanted. I have no value. I am so insignificant. My life isn't worth anything. But no, what you do is you shift that negative thought process, that wrong belief system into a right belief system. And your right belief system was like, no, that's not what I want to think. I do not like being rejected. But I know my worth isn't based on whether or not others reject me, but it's on the fact that the Lord, my God, accepts me. And I know that Jesus loves me and that he died for my sins. I also know that the Holy Spirit lives in me and will never leave me nor forsake me. So I have to learn how to speak life over myself and tell the enemy, tell the devil, No, that is not going to be a part of who I am. Don't accept what other people say about you when it's negative. We have to learn how to focus on facts and not our feelings because our feelings will get us in trouble every time. And for those of you who are walking in your past, it's time to let those past hurts go. It's time to drop those past hurts At the father's feet, it's time to ask for forgiveness for holding on to all of those heartaches, all of those uh, moments of rejection throughout all of these years. It's time to let it go. So ask God to bring clearly to your mind every rejection from your childhood and consider the circumstances of each situation. Acknowledge that it occurred release it to God and release the people, person or persons who were involved. Ask God to heal the physical, the mental and the emotional and spiritual damage caused by each of these experiences or from each of these people. We have to be willing to forgive others. Not that we forget, but we're not allowing it to hold on, grab a hold of us and to consume our being. 
God does not want us to walk around every day carrying all of the baggage and bondage from our youth or our early adult years or even from last year. We have to learn how to claim God's acceptance and God's unconditional love. Psalm 139, and take this and read it. Go read one Psalm 139 verses 1 through 18. Learn to cite it and use it as a tool and praise God for orchestrating your release in life, for forming you in your mother's womb and for planning each day of your life. And you let the Lord know that you appreciate his love for you. You appreciate him keeping protection over you. And because he loves you unconditionally, you're going to learn how to love people unconditionally also. We have to choose to forgive those who have rejected us. Colossians 3 and 13 says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Consider all the hurt and anger you feel over that rejection. Count the cost of withholding unforgiveness. How much has festered up in your spirit all of these years, the bitter spirit that has been built up inside of you, the spirit that has called trouble in relationships um, through all of these years, and it is spread to those around you. Commit to forgive them who have rejected you. Ask Christ to forgive them as well. For some people, they like to write things down, write down their names, write down their offenses, write down the, 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 the lingering pain that it has caused you. And then say, Father God, I release this person. I release this offense and I release this plan into your loving hands, God. I know that your hands are big enough to handle this. We want to empty ourselves of anything that would hinder us from growing and developing in the things of the Lord. And the way we do this is we begin by talking to the Lord and we learn to plant scripture in our minds to produce new thought patterns. If you want a new pattern, then you if the pattern that you have is not working and you need something new, then you have to be willing to change something. Romans 12 and 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. We have to plant the scripture in our mind so that we can produce new thought patterns and we have to intentionally purpose to renew our mind. And we do that by selecting meaningful scriptures to read, to meditate on, and to also to commit to memory so that when those um, negative thoughts begin to rise, we can press them down. We can dissipate them by speaking truth over them. And every day we need to make sure that we have a time set aside to read God's word and to pray and to ask God to, to cover us. And, and if we get a little anxious about something, a memory to, to soothe us, 
to bring back the word to our remembrance. But we have to thank God. Thank God for who he is. We want the Holy Spirit that the Lord has for, has for us when we accept him. The Holy Spirit will move into all the cracks, all the crevices in our hearts. And the Holy Spirit will help us to remove any lingering or useless words that the enemy threw, threw our way and that we held on to. It's time to let rejection go. The love of Christ is power, powerful. It's enduring enough to bring complete healing for a renewed, vibrant life in Christ Jesus. Yes, the scars may be there. I have a scar on my arm for over 30 years from something stupid that happened. Now, I could complain about that scar, but guess what? That scar isn't going to go anywhere if I complain. I can look back at it and I can laugh and I would say, you know what? That really didn't have to happen, but I put myself in the wrong place at the wrong time, and that's what I got for being there. But look, the scars and the memories may remain, but the power, the potency for pain is significantly reduced when God heals and we forgive those who have hurt us. We are supposed to encourage one another and build each other up. First Thessalonians 5 and 11, not tear each other down. And if you happen to be in the midst of somebody that's tearing you down, you have the, you have the power to flee. You have the power to leave. But you have to choose how you're going to move, when you're going to move. But the Lord has something better for us. And he wants us to draw on the power of Christ's life within us. Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. If you believe that you can do everything in the power of the Holy Spirit, then speak life over yourself and don't give the enemy any room to push you or pull you back into the negative thought processes of rejection. We will choose to follow in the steps of the Lord. So that's our word for today, speaking from the topic of rejection. We want something new. We've got to be willing to do something new. And so as we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. It's on Apple iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Anchor and many other platforms. Also, check out my webpage at DrAnnetteWestMinistries.org and join my mailing list at DrAnnetteWestMinistries at gmail.com. On my website, purchase a book or a t-shirt to support our mission school in Kakamiga, Kenya. I look forward to connecting with you again on next week. Bye-bye.